The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Big Bang and DJ Scream bring you Big Facts, the hottest podcast in the streets. Visit the new website today, www.bigfactspod.com. Live for First Class Sounds, you know who it is, DJ Scream, Big Bang, Baby J. We are here. It's time for another episode of Big Facts. And our special guest today is none other than Saucy Santana has arrived Yay. to Big Facts. What's going on with you? What's going on with you? What's up? What's up? Everything good with you? Yeah. So let, let's talk about that. There's a there's just a lot of chatter surrounding your brand. Like how did how did it all start from you? Like how did you 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 started as a, a makeup artist, right? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of transitioned to a brand and doing music. So how did it all start from you? And how did that transition come about? Take us back um, to Bridgeport. Bridgeport. I was a kid. Then I was like a kid. Kid. I was I was born um, and raised in Bridgeport. I moved to uh, Perry, Florida, when I was about 10, 11. So I grew up doing middle school high school um in florida so that's where i like a lot of my music is florida culture um i started doing makeup when i was about well i started like getting into makeup at like 18 um doing makeup uh amongst other things i ain't gonna talk about on the radio (laughs) Um, and then uh i just took when i took my makeup serious um, I had moved to Tallahassee. I was doing makeup in Perry, but it was a small town. Tallahassee is like a college town, the right, capital right. of um, Florida. So I moved um, there for bigger opportunities. And then uh, I had ended up meeting some, some. I had made some new friends there. We had like a little podcast. We were doing Facebook. I think it was every Wednesday. We would go live on Facebook and just basically talk about um, stuff we see on the internet, stuff mm-hmm. that was going on in the city. Like current events and shit. Yeah, just shit okay. like that. And so um, I was like, we need a theme song. Uh, for the show so we ended up finding a little studio we went and recorded a theme song and um, once we put the theme song out once we premiered it on the little podcast a lot of people I just started getting a lot of buzz everybody was like oh shit I ain't know you know how to rap I was like shit I didn't either I was just <laughs> talking shit over a beat basically so right. um, a lot of people were just like you know you need to you know go into that see what's up with it so mm-hmm. I ended up doing a freestyle to Tatiana at the time the uh, freestyle went viral. People started wanting me to um to come and like they started playing it at the clubs. Uh, wanting me to come perform. They were stuff. booking you off of that. Okay, okay. So um, I was like, damn. Well, you know, if initially I always thought growing up, I done seen like a lot of the niggas out the hood be rapping. I know niggas that still trying to get on now since all the way back from when we was out <laughs> trapping and shit together. So I'm like, I always just thought rap was kind of like a joke. I thought you had to be. Um, already like Lil Wayne or somebody right, to be a rapper. Right. So, you know, um, when I seen that I started buzzing, I thought of it as a hustle. So I was like, oh shit, I'm just make a, a hit song, uh, Walk Em Like a Dog. I came out July 4th, 2019. I was like, I'm gonna just make a hit song and I could just get booked at clubs, you know what I'm saying, make yeah. some money. And uh, I dropped Walk Em Like a Dog July 4th, 2019. It did a million plays in a week on SoundCloud. Damn. Every shit, everything changed since mm. then. Mm. What what type of marketing you did to make to make that shit do it for a week? Nothing. Just put it out. 
What you already had a big following. I just I I mean I had a I had a following. I wasn't I wasn't really that like that big. I was already like I know I was friends with the city girls already at the time and stuff. We used we was going live and shit, but I didn't get really bigger until after that song. Wasn't a TikTok? What is it? Wasn't it a TikTok dance that exploded for you too though? Like a uh, TikTok? that that came later on when that I when it. I first started rapping. We ain't had TikTok. Okay, got you. So that was just um, I think just. Pure like word of mouth. Of course, I put it on my Instagram stuff like that. But I remember even when I had uploaded a snippet of "Walk 'Em Like a Dog," that had went viral in like mm. April before I even put the song out. So um, I think I don't know. I guess people just ready, or once they heard the song, I don't know. Shit just went crazy. So how did no it like? Anymore. How did it feel like after "Walk" came out and you know it started circulating and getting bigger or whatever? How did it feel for you to see like? these major fashion houses and like the fashion shows and like mm. everybody all over the world using that as their blueprint for their events and you know like yeah. certain other things that they had going on um it was big it was a it was a big moment a proud moment for me um cuz all that all that support was was genuine i ain't had to right. pay nobody to do that i ain't asking them to do it it just yeah. um became a challenge on its own so it was really dope and i was i was proud of that and then once Nikki did it and yeah, said, Nikki you came know, back that and she wanted to work with you, you know what I'm saying? And she really like fucked with your music or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, how did that, how did that make you feel? And did that give you more motivation to go even harder? Definitely more motivation. Um, I've been a Nikki fan since I was like in school, even before I came out, um, came out as gay. I used to make all my girl cousins, all my homegirls, like, yeah, we had yeah. a group called um, Ken and the Dolls. <laughs> I used to make all them get the Chinese thing with the pink hair, all that shit. It was yeah. like I was living through them, basically. <laughs> so, um, nah, definitely, Nikki had came and did the walk challenge a whole year after um, everybody was doing it, because she just did it at the end of um, last year. Right. Um, and me, Nikki had, we always had, like, little communication back and forth. Mm-hmm. She was following me on Twitter or she'll mention my name on live or some shit like that. So I always knew that um, she, she noticed me. I knew that she was paying attention, but mm-hmm. um, just for her to do the challenge and then she was on Clubhouse and I think somebody had asked her um, what song was she remix and she said my name. So it's just, it's definitely a sense of motivation because growing up, your favorite artists or a big artist that you look at or look up to, you know, you don't really think in your head that they pay attention they paying attention to you. Right. Um, so it it, it it give you like a sense of like, okay, I must be validation on my shit. Validation Yeah, like yeah. sense of validation. Like, I got to be on my shit then because I ain't even know, you know, Nikki paying attention. Yeah, bitch, I got to tighten you up. You know what I'm like, saying? Shit like that. So now you like, okay, hold on. Yeah. Do you think being gay in this industry give you an advantage or a disadvantage? Uh, in hip-hop, a disadvantage. Um, in the industry, uh, I could say both. Um, just with, you know, we know how hip hop has just been for years, anyways, and just mm-hmm. how the industry shit is. You know, this is still new to a lot of people. Right. Um, you haven't had a queer artist. Um, I don't can't recall that has had um the success that I have or has been on fire. Just kind of going how I've been going. So, um, it's still I just kind of re- related to the streets, kind of. Right. When um you know before doing makeup and shit, you know just. I was really in the field, you know, trapping and shit like that. I had to get validation and respect from them niggas out there because to them it was like, hey, that kind of boy ain't supposed to be out here doing what we doing. Right. So, um, you know, I had to eventually meet me being on the block, me standing my ground with them. They was like, you know what? Fuck it, bro. I had doing his shit. He ain't bothering nobody. Whatever it is, what it is. So I kind of relate uh, rap to that because I now that I've been rapping from 2019 to right now, mm-hmm. I get respect from different niggas that was that that wasn't trying to have it in yeah. 19 when I first had came out. So it's just like you know, I get that it's still new. It's still a, a thing. Niggas looking like you know, eh? but um, you know, my music is. I feel like my music is a hit record. Is just music is undeniable when somebody got good music for sure. Regardless of who it is, what it is, if you like the song, if people buy into the song, you just gotta respect it. So, um, I try not to look at it as a, you know, as a disadvantage. And now I just look at it as, um, I, when I first started rapping, I used to always think of just me being a hood bitch for real. I just used to always think of just um, everything urban or me having to impress um, a certain type of crowd where. Right. 
Um, I look at it now is if um, I'm gay, I could I could rap all genres. It's universal. Of music. It's universal for me. So, so you see yourself basically going pop. Um, I don't see my. I want to say that ain't. I wouldn't say going pop, but I see myself doing, yeah, covering all genres. Music, music. Yeah. yeah, I could do pop, I could do Vogue, I could do rap, I could do R&B, I could do um, all genres of music, just me being me, having the personality that I have. Right. So I got out of the mindset of just, oh, I just got to be this rapper and just impress uh, this piece this piece of, of people or this part of the world. Right. I could do everything. So I know you were talking about how, like, when you were doing your makeup and you were like in the streets, you had to get your validation from those street guys. Mm -hmm. You had a situation in 2019 where you were involved in a drive-by shooting. Mm -hmm. So take me back to that night and explain to me like what happened and what you think was the cause of that. Um, that night I remember we had went uh, to the strip club and I know, um, the security guard that was in there, I had never seen him. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he knew the history, but I had been booked at that, booked at that club probably like three times already. Mm -hmm. um, that's during my Walk Him Like a Dog era. Right. And I had a relationship with him. So I fucked with him when I come in. They walk me to my section. They set me up, bring out my bottles, bring out my ones, all that. And so it was just a situation where I'm with my friends and you know what I'm saying? We turning up and shit like that. And bro had kind of like grabbed me like, hey, you know, you can't dance in here. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? You got me fucked up. Move. Don't touch me. Don't say shit to me. Like, yeah. nobody don't never play with me when I come in here. So, I don't know if you knew or you ain't know what's up. But, you know what I'm saying? You need to go monitor out there. We good up here. Yeah. So, I ended up, um, <laughs> I got on the mic. <laughs> I got on the mic and I was just like, um, I got a, uh, um, in the DJ booth. I got on the mic. I was like, hey, yo, y'all tell y'all security, like, don't fucking play with me. Don't say nothing to me. Go over there. Every time I come in this bitch, I'm throwing money. I'm like, I'm never doing no wild shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? What do you I'm mean a, by you can't dance? What do you what 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 type of dance? What are you saying you can't um, do? Well, I'm, I remember when I first started going to the office, like you oh, can't dance. Oh, the strip club. Yeah, yeah, the strip yeah, yeah. Club. They don't like they don't like regular people dancing in the dancing. strip club so that the strippers can make their money. Yeah, in any strip club. So, oh. um, so but uh, for me, like that shit was like. I remember they used to be like that when I first, I wasn't even famous yet when I first started going yeah. to the office. They, they don't be, you know what I'm saying, on that shit, everybody vibing, whether we turn, twerking, whatever, like we chilling. I'm always, I'm always be Santana in any setting, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, I know how to be respectful. Right. So I ain't doing nothing wild. Like, we chilling, we popping bottles. Right. I'm throwing money. I'm throwing money. I'm throwing money more than I'm doing anything. <laughs> so back the yeah. fuck up. So um, I go, I got on the mic. I was like, hey, y'all tell y'all security, like, I don't know. What bro got going on, but don't say nothing to me. And especially don't come yoke me up like you chastising me or something. Like we not doing that. Right. So um after the situation, I go back to the section. Um we keep throwing money, we keep turning up and we probably left like um probably like forty five minutes to an hour later. Mm -hmm. Um me just being a street bitch, I ain't never saying no names because I ain't never had no proof. Right, right. Um of nothing. But uh I know after we left the club, um we probably got maybe Three five minutes up the road, mm -hmm. um, getting onto the uh, expressway to go yeah, to the crib. It's right there, right there. Yeah. Um, leaving from right there, and then as soon as we got on there, we mind you, we drunk. We in the car listening to music, I ain't even really paying think attention about to around us. Yeah. Ain't thinking about shit. Just think we leaving the club and they go home, and um, they shot that bitch up uh, eight times on my side. Uh, I was in the passenger. Mm -hmm. So um, you about that shit. I was in the passenger, Damn. so they shot up um, the car. It was eight times um, between the window and the passenger door, and then they drove up and shot one more time um, through the windshield. Through the windshield, but on the passenger side. So uh, when I initially heard the shot, just my first reaction was to jump in the back seat because um, we were in the middle of driving. My homeboy yeah, yeah. driving the car. So when I first started hearing a bus, I just jumped in the back seat. So literally, had I want to jump in the back seat, the bullet that came through the windshield, um, it's damn, it's in my old phone. Uh, the bullet was in the hair race. Of the passenger. So had I went had no instinct to jump in the back seat, that was right to the head. That's crazy. And they only shot up uh my side of the car, not the back. It was like oh. it was like somebody watched me get in the car. You get what I'm saying? To see where it was my my um one of my, my friend at the time was driving, I was in the passenger and my best friend was in the back seat. Yeah. But they only shot the passenger side and the passenger uh in the windshield uh where I was sitting at. Mm. No shots to the back, no shots nowhere, just on my side. And nobody, so clearly, nobody, nobody got hit in the car. 
No, um, what's the name? Well, I said by me, by me, um, jumping in the back seat, the driver got hit, and then my, um, I don't know how my best friend got grazed too, but um, yeah. Mm. So it was the, but you was they was only the whoever shot was only aiming at me. Mm. Y'all ain't shoot. Damn, no man. else. Mm. So you know, I'm just blessed to make it out that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's crazy. So you had a lot of cosigns. You got a lot of cosigns from like uh, light skin Keisha. Obviously, you're, you're going on tour a lot of. You mm. know, what I'm saying in the near future, you spoke about Nikki. But have you had any like male cosigns? Yadi, Kevin Gates, Chance the Rapper. Okay. Um, have you done music with all of them or just cosigns? Nah, I ain't doing music with them. It's just um, I know I seen Yadi. I was leaving Doppler's. Yadi, he stopped me. He was like, you know, damn, bro, just. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing your shit. Like, right. you know, we ain't never seen no shit like this before. You going hard. Um, Chester Rapper, he approached me in the mall. I thought he was his brother. You know, he got a <laughs> twin brother that's right. gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, is you the brother? He like, nah, it's me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I see you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Keep doing your shit. Mm. Gates, I ran into Gates in the mall. He told me his, uh, I think his girlfriend, his baby mama son had put him on my music, some shit like that. So that's mm-hmm. just like I said. The respect that the respect and the recognition that I get now, I wasn't getting when I first started rapping. Mm. So you know, people people just gotta warm up, warm to, up yeah. you know, warm up to it. It's new; you ain't never seen this before. So you know what I'm saying? People just looking like you know, because my first time rapping, a lot of people thought it was a gimme. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I ain't gonna lie, even I didn't, I ain't know what I was doing. I just knew, okay, shit, I know how to rap. All right, give me right. a beat. I'm gonna try to come up with some shit. So now that you know, I've showed people walk them like a dog, walk material girl up and down with a lot of shisha with city girls. Right. Um, you know, here we go, dance is going viral. I think now people have a new respect for it. So right. when I walk into the room, I don't get the same reaction I did when I first started rapping. Mm. So let me ask you this. Do you think that there's like a sort of unspoken kind of ignorant homophobia in hip hop? And when I say ignorant homophobia, I mean like it's not that niggas are like purposely trying to be funny, but they just feel like, okay, this isn't the standard normal, so I don't really want to embrace it. And then, you know what I'm saying? I be looked at, you know, like differently or something yeah, like that. Definitely. Definitely. It's like it's like that. Um it's like that uh to this day still. But I that's I say it's just um that's just that's just shit of the real world. Right. Um even even if I wasn't famous or if I wasn't a rapper, you still just got, you know what I'm saying, niggas out there that just feel like they scared to co-sign something or um or hot behind something because they don't want to be looked at. Cause I've been in situations where niggas wanna fuck with me, but they try to involve a female third like party. Like a bitch in the middle. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. oh, um, you handle it now. Nah, you want to do business with me? Like, what's up? We hand, we handle business. Well, I always been the type of person where I never had. Um, that's why I say it's just. I feel like it's just um, people just having to get to know you because I never been the type of person that had to. Uh, I know how gays already have a stigma, right? That um, you know niggas might think. So you know how to is, turn up with your friends, but then when you're doing business, you know how to yeah, like, like you know keep what I'm saying. I just hold it down. yeah, I know how to handle yeah. my business always. You know what I'm saying. I know gays have a stigma. They people think gays is messy, or I don't want to. I don't. Or they're flamboyant and they do. Some niggas, some niggas just don't want to be be put in a situation where they feel uncomfortable. Yeah, so that's what that's I'm saying. What it is. So, that, yeah. but that so, goes that that goes it. to the part of the stigma where I don't want to be uncomfortable. What 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 make you uncomfortable right now? No, I'm just saying. I just that's know what I'm, what I'm just saying. That's yeah. what so it's it's the stigma. Exactly. Of they gay. They extra. Oh, he might try to talk to me, or he might try to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I said people might don't want to feel uncomfortable. That just goes with the stigma of yeah. what y'all think gay is. Because I'm saying right here, you feel, you straight, like, yeah, right. I ain't barely looking at you. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> I just know how, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just know how, you know, I've yeah. I, I been, been in, you know what I'm saying, real situations and I dealt with a lot of real niggas um, just in general. So I know, how to, I know how to conduct myself around, you know what I'm saying, people. I'm still going to be me. I ain't going to get here and be like, oh, like, like, bro, sure, me up. No, no, nah, no, I ain't sure. like that, but I'm I just know how to, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I'm here, I'm still be me but I know how to handle myself and I know how to maneuver you know what I'm saying around niggas and just in my in those type of environments period so that's why I said I feel like it comes to a point where niggas just gotta I I try to give it a pass and I'm like no I know I know you might could see me and be like damn bro I got nails on and lashes and makeup and shit mm, I don't know I'm gonna stay yeah, away yeah. from that until you know I really sit down and start talking niggas be like oh shit gangsta. yeah cause see I think the difference <laughs> I think like the difference with you and I know just this from like a lot of niggas that like I know and I talk to or whatever like 
we see you in the club every night. Mm-hmm. So it's like with you being in the club every night and you turning up with your friends and being regular, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just whatever, whatever. That normalcy of like seeing you every night, mm-hmm. like makes niggas more comfortable and makes niggas like, okay, yeah, yeah you like, see me you in a Laura spending a yeah. fucking bag on them hoes. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. ain't, you don't never see me outside doing no wild shit. Yeah, exactly. So it's, so it's like, you know, that that's why I say now once people see it, they like, oh, when I see bro, he just yeah, turning like, up, regular, popping his bottles. Yeah. He ain't doing nothing, no crazy wild shit out the way. Like, oh, he in a strip club blowing the bag like he chilling. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if you, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's big facts, so we always got to get to the facts. So uh, the first question I'm going to ask is, mm-hmm. where, where you stand, is everything good with you and the city girls? Because we see stuff online and people saying this and that. And y'all They're my might sisters. Not be, so everything's good. They're my sisters. Okay, Where's cool. Them? Say less. And then also, have you ever had a a strange situation or is there any, is anybody that might have slid in your DMs? You ain't got to say names. Mm-hmm. It, that we will all be surprised kind of slid on your DMs or some other shit. <laughs> I don't get into that. No, I'm not saying no names. I'm, we, it's just, it's kind of like a yeah. yes or no. That um, means I don't mean. know if y'all might if be I'm surprised. I don't, know. I don't know who y'all know. I don't know what y'all might think. I don't know. Yo, though. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. So, in other words, <laughs> hell yeah. Good answer. Fuck yeah. Like. Good answer. I don't know who y'all know to know if, they, if y'all surprised if they, I might be surprised. Well, we wouldn't say days. We just, I guess we asked it like, has it happened? Spill it, girl. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. You don't know. I'm just saying, y'all, <laughs> said, what, y'all, y'all said what y'all be surprised. So, I'm like, I don't know who y'all know to be surprised if y'all know. So, I take the surprise know. element out of it. Have you had. Pe- My DMs is always that full. surprised you. Like, damn. Yeah. Okay. That surprised me, yeah. All the time. Okay. 
My DM spoiled it. I always say 99. Oh, I'm getting. Oh, we talking about specific stuff? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. We're we, 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 no, no, no. Yeah, we just gonna no. skip over yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we skip the specific. We gonna keep it play over here. We gonna keep it. We keep it play. Yeah. So I know another thing too, like that a lot of people are familiar with you from. Folks ain't going for that shit, y'all tried to just pull. We had to report the culture. We had to report the whole culture. I know another thing that a lot of people are familiar with you from are you and Carissa's lives. Mm-hmm. So tell me, like, how does a day on live with Carissa go as far as you guys going back and forth, talking about different things, you know, like having the girl talks, you know, doing a little the things that y'all do. Like, like mm-hmm. what made y'all like understand that that was some shit that people needed to see and for you guys to keep doing it? Um, it was never for y'all. Uh, <laughs> I think that it was just uh, us having a friendship. Like, you just get on live with your friend. Right, That's all it right. was. So, for us, it's like, um, it was never scripted. We don't call each other and say, um, oh, we better get on live and do this. We better get on live and do that. Mm-hmm. Just us fucking around. You know, Florida people, uh, Florida people, that's what we do. That's how we uh, express love. We clown on each other. Yeah. So us just talking shit to each other and making jokes. Um, a lot of people used to always be like, is y'all really friends? Like, y'all wasn't mad at them? I'm like, that ain't shit. If y'all think that's, uh, you know what I'm saying? If y'all think that's, that's a problem. Something, mm-hmm. yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's just how uh, that's just how we is in Florida. But it was never nothing scripted. It was just um, us getting on live and we got, we got similar personalities. Right. So when me and Carisha are together, people just... Fall in love, just how we talk, how we clown on each mm-hmm. other, just our attitude. So, um, I think I think that's why even um, even with myself, I think why I've came so far is because people just see that it's authentic and that it's genuine. Yeah, they get so, to see you as a person, as a like person. On those so lives when y'all things. when y'all watching us, that's just us on the phone. As if y'all was on the phone now, of course on the phone we probably a little more serious, you know, telling each other our personal business, shit right. like that. But you know, other than that, that's just. Us clowning just being ourselves. Okay. So it, it's easy to just get on live and just be just being ourselves. Okay. Okay. When it's all said and done, you fall back. What you think your legacy gonna be? Um, or what, what you want it to be? Uh, I just I see it's like I can't even admit. I just know it's gonna be so big. Um, just the opportunities um that I have. I know one thing that I that I really want to stamp um because. Well, just me being so big, people are already ready to pull me in every direction. They want me to act. They want me mm-hmm. on commercials. They want because I got a uh, personality as well as being a rapper, mm-hmm. and that's what I tell people. Um, that's what make me a star. Right. You can have a rapper, but it's just a rapper with nothing else to them. You just right. make a good song, and that's all the fuck we give a fuck about. So, um. People, the people are already ready to try to pull me in different directions. But one thing, I just want to make sure that I I leave a stamp in rap. Right. I feel like you know this is a door that I definitely got to kick down because um, it hasn't been done before, and it's other you know gay rappers and it's other people that you know what I'm saying want to do shit, but they looking at me like you know what I'm saying Santana, you kind of at the head, at the forefront of this shit. Right. So you know what I'm saying they depending on me to. You know, help everybody else through, and I know as big as I probably already seen to a lot of people, mm-hmm. I still got a ways to Way go. Way more to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like you know, I want us to go to the BT Awards and it's best new LGBT artists, or you know what I'm okay. saying, um, or you know, just being nominated if y'all want to put us in best a male artist, best new like, artist, whatever. Yeah. yeah, like of course we want to be a part of that too, but you know, just how they'll have. Um, Best new artist, and they have mm-hmm. best female artist, best male mm-hmm. artist, best rap group, and right. best new LGBT in there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, that'll be dope. So I really want, I really want to just make sure that I leave a stamp in rap before, because I got so many other endeavors I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure I make a stamp in rap, so that way, if I get tired of rapping, if I get too old to be fucking rapping, um, you know what I'm saying? It could just still carry on. It won't be a set that. It won't be a thing of. Oh yeah, I remember Santana did that shit five, ten years ago, and we ain't never seen it. We ain't nothing else done before after that. Yeah. How was your love and hip hop experience? I hated love and hip hop. You hated love and hip hop. Um, I think I think the people could tell. That's why I asked you. I think the people could tell that you. I'm too player for that shit. Like, um, it's like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize, um, 
like how how it was that it came with so much drama yeah so much drama and I just felt like that that was already adding to the look of what I right. did what I did not want to give right. gay nah, every sure, gay that sure. you see on love and hip hop is always a drink being thrown it's always trauma being started mm. and you know what I'm saying that's how why people look be kind of looking at us like that now right. you know what I'm saying people get on these these TV networks is not for you they right. for them um, cause it's it's like when I was little, my grandma didn't watch the soap operas, them the new soap operas. Yeah, so yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. It gotta be it gotta be drama. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying with that shit. And so, um, I quit. I think like two or three times. Um, during while as we was filming, mm-hmm. and um, once I had got shot. They had offered me like three times the amount of money that they was gonna pay me initially, so you know I went to go get the bag, um, and I still ended up regretting it because just for me not knowing how to show work. So that's how they got that storyline of um, me and Miami Tip. Okay, and so it kind of blew my mind when she got on the internet and you know made accusations about me at the strip club and as to why I had got shot at night and I didn't get why the fuck in the world would she do that and then it came to me like oh this is this for the show cause you right. the more the more storyline you have and the more episodes you get the more, the more popular and the more money you make mm-hmm. so I'm like bro you playing with my real life on some TV bullshit I'm not on that like you know what I'm saying I don't want to be I don't want to be looked that weird yeah. you know what I'm saying I don't want to pre- be you know presented as you know what I'm saying just with all that drama shit cause I was really taking I was really taking rap serious mm-hmm. so you know I'm like you know I did of course you know publicity to get you know more out there I was like but you know what I'm saying I'm, I am I was on some Cardi B shit Cardi with, did her little love and hip hop and then took off you know what I'm saying on some real she rap she shit like shit yeah like yeah. I wasn't trying to be on nothing fugazi like so that just wasn't. I did. I did the a couple like a couple episodes in the reunion. And I got away from that fast. So speaking of like you know like your relationship like with the city girls and you know like your other friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know you're like one of the best uncle girls <laughs> like there ever is. Uh-huh. And all of the kids love you and you know you're so great with them and all of that. I know that with you being. Um, a gay man, you're not really into women. Mm-hmm. But have you ever thought about, like, maybe one day having kids? Yeah. Okay. When I get older. Okay. I feel like when, once you get to a age, it's too old to be gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So no, I plan on having kids. Um, I personally think that you would like make an amazing dad, like yeah. for real, for real. I'm gonna have me like a little daughter. And yeah. I get, <laughs> well, then you gonna get the pictures older, and all the, you I'm do like date. Daddy was a wild child. <laughs> <laughs> we rich though, so it don't matter. Had the kids at school, then yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think you make a great That's dad. Funny. No, I always said I wanted to have kids and stuff. Um, I it just seems said, like it seems like the kids are like just naturally drawn. Yeah, to you, kids. Like. Yeah, kids love me. Like I got um I got three godchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a little sister. I got a niece. So whenever they see me, it's like. When I go home, one on this leg, one on this leg. I got to put one on my shoulder, <laughs> one on my back, and my little sister want to hug me around my hip. I'm yeah. like, God damn, there's so many of y'all. What I'm going to do when, when right. I have my own. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely plan on it. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Who at the top of your list for a feature? Like, you, your dream feature? Gucci Mane. That's my favorite rapper. You met Gucci? I'm surprised I haven't met Gucci because I live in Atlanta. I, and I met a lot of people, but I never met Gucci. Mm-hmm. I don't think he live here. Mm, uh, he was uh, okay. in Florida, right? yeah. yeah. That's why, yeah. I'm saying I never met Gucci. Mm. Nah, but that's been my favorite rapper since I was like 14, 15. What's your favorite Gucci song? Long Money. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Long Money. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been I've been a Gucci fan uh, since like 14, 15. I used to get in trouble. <laughs> but listen to him I'm just like Turn it off I'm like Girl I'm up here Whipping in the kitchen Better leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah so It's just uh, It's just always uh, Him just being my favorite rapper Me growing up That influenced um, A lot of my music <coughs> Even though I rap From a female standpoint Right But um, I think People that really know Gucci And really know me I use a lot of uh, Gucci references A lot of Gucci lyrics okay. um, Or even beats Songs I send them to Um my produce uh, Trey Tracks mm-hmm. that made my beats. I'd be like, "Hey man, I did he make Shisha? 
Yeah. You okay, been on them Zaytoven? Huh? You been on them Zaytoven beat? Uh, no, I ain't been on no Zaytoven yet. It's on the way, though. But um, <laughs> I, um, I always uh, might send like an old 2007 or oh, 2012 Gucci song. be like, man, make me a beat, you know what I'm like, saying? Similar like sound this. Sound like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. For That's sure. That's hard. Mm. You got any features maybe on your hard drive? You got any big shit? That you could talk about on Big Fast, we don't know about. I feel like I you got a few things. I can't talk about it because it's not my song. Okay, that's fair. It's but not you, my song. But you got some big shit, unexpected shit coming on but your you know hard drive. You over there already spilled the beans, so we know what's going on, but we just not going to talk about it. We're not going to say Yeah, you know, Johnny, Johnny always bragging, so I know he's yeah, talking. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. How, how long uh, they going to have ain't... to wait for it? Huh? I guess that's a better question. How long they going to have to wait for the big um, shit? Spring, summer. Okay. okay. Sign That's away. Not that long. Yeah, sign away. Okay. And then you talked about other endeavors. So, so what, 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 what other shit? You want me to open it for you? Mm-hmm. What other shit you want to do? Like um, rap, I build, just, TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, have, have, you, have you have you done any ghostwriting? Have you have you written? No, I haven't. I haven't you done haven't? ghostwriting yet. Um, I think I I don't. I'm not a. I'm not um opposed to ghostwriting. Like I said. I just want to make sure I get my stamp because that's my comments is full of that. You should ghostwrite. Why? Mm. Mm. I'm a rap first. Y'all gonna know me first. Mm. Then y'all can buy the lyrics. Then y'all can buy the sauce. Mm. But you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's important for me to just leave my mark and my stamp before I just go giving my hits. You know what I'm saying? Because I already know the songs that, you know, I, I write 90% of my songs. I actually just even started working with um, writers, period. It used to be a thing where I was like, I know how to rap. I can write my own shit. But your favorite rap song, when you go look in the credits, is seven people on the damn song. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's when I, that's when I just kind of got out of my own head. Like, yeah, everybody getting writers and shit like that. But um, I definitely pushed my whole first four projects being all me. So I know a lot of songs that um, that I wrote, if a girl would have had them songs, right. out of here. Yeah. What's your so, process though? When you get in the studio, what's your process? Um, what is she sure? Hookah, Casamigos, <laughs> and just a little vibe. I don't I don't get as drunk as I used to. When I first started rapping, I used to get dead ass drunk mm. to rap a song, but I don't I don't have to uh get like that. I just you know, rapping is a vibe. I could go in the studio and I could just be not feeling it that day and I could listen to Seven beats and it could be writers, it could be a it's just if it's if you don't, if I don't have no vibe, right. I'm not feeling it. I can't write, I can't I can't perform to it. So um, my biggest thing in the studio is just have catching the vibe, okay. having the right vibe, and then like you know what I'm saying, I might take me a little shot or two just to. I don't have to be drunk no more. I just might take a shot just to you loosen know what I'm saying loosen up, and you know what I'm saying just vibe out, get in it from there. So what are some things that you like to do, like, in your spare time, like, when you're not rapping, to have fun or, like, to enjoy life? Go shopping and go to the strip club. And I was going to, I want to ask about that. That was my next question. So have you, have you, obviously you have, but have you ever woke up the next morning from the turn up in the strip club and, like, I spent too much Man, fucking I'm money? Man, fight them hoes the next day. <laughs> you don't be seeing nothing that you want to hit, Hell though. yeah. Um, in the strip club? Yeah. Nah, not that I want to hit, but I always I I find my favorites. Like when I come in, I love bad bitches. I love BBLs. I love all that. So I um I always got like some. I go in there and I pick out my little Roberts like me and that whole raw. Yeah, yeah. She gotta be she gotta be on the team. But I definitely wake up too many times. Be like, man, fuck, what happened last night? <laughs> same thing when you crazy. go to the, same like, thing when you go to the malls. Same things. thing when I go to the mall. I'm like thirty damn. I was only in the mall for like. An hour, what I bought. Mm. Shit that I you can only wear fucking one time. Cause hey, once, yeah, cause I'm a rapper, no so no once no I take my picture on Instagram <laughs> and so, upload that shit, so where you with, going with that on again? <laughs> you keep wearing it. That's what they say. You ain't wearing uh, this shit for two yeah, times. Yeah, keep yeah, wearing yeah. it. <laughs> then you be like, shit, got, this <laughs> jacket was four thousand. Hell yeah, I'm finna wear it again. Damn, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, what's, what's your favorite food? Um, what's my favorite food? Lamb chops. Okay. And I just say lamb chops when I'm over to Atlanta. Hell no, nah, I don't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to cook. It's giving me a call to cater. <laughs> uh, we going out to eat. Okay. DoorDash every day. <laughs> <laughs> what's been what's been what's the, what's been the most trying part of your journey so far, you would say? Uh, the shit that tries you the most. Being gay. Well, okay. Outside of that. Um sometimes Within my own community, 
um, they don't know how to congratulate. Hmm. So um, sometimes they have a sense of why him. Because I know other gays that was rapping before me too. Hmm. Um, or just other gays that just want to be famous. Mm. Yeah, they don't give a fuck what it is. If you give them a TV show, if you put them on a commercial, they don't give a damn. Instagram go viral. They just want to be famous. And um, I try to tell my community that, you know what I'm saying, with this being a new lane and something new for us and, you know, me being at the top of the food chain, y'all got to help push me through the dough instead of... Um, so I can get further enough along to be able to bring y'all... To bring y'all with me right. versus um, some of y'all having that mad mindset like, you know what I'm saying? Fuck that bitch. It ain't me. Mm. Uh, you know, fuck him. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gonna listen to him because, you know what I'm saying? Your own personal problems. And I'm like, y'all gotta help me help y'all. Right. So that's me, all I'm trying to do. So let me ask you a question because typically, like, when it comes to gay men, the stereotype is, is that because they want to be so similar to women, they have evil, jealous spirits. Mm-hmm. So do you think... Why say that again? So, like, when it comes to gay men, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, straight people's stereotype is okay. is that... We want to be girls. Since you want to be girls so bad mm-hmm. that you have, like, an evil, jealous spirit mm-hmm. about yourself and about the world because you want to be something that you're not. Yeah. So, do you think that, going back to what you said about, like, some of some of the the other gay men being jealous of your success and being jealous of, like, how far you're going and how you're taking off, do you think that that plays a part of it or do you think it's just strictly because um, they're just I know upset that it's not them? They're just upset that it's not them. In the, in the, gay, in the gay world, we uh, we understand uh, kind of each other and know what um, each other is. So that's mm-hmm. just uh, me for an example. I like to get my nails done. I like right. to wear makeup. I like to wear purses. I like to get my lashes done. I don't want to be a girl. Okay. So uh, uh, us in that world, we understand that some some people just girly, or some yeah. people just you know what I'm saying feminine. Feminine. I just right. want to wear heels today. I want to put on a wig today. Whatever, whatever. But I'm not trying know, to be a female. I'm not trying to. You know what I'm saying? I'm not okay. trying to be a female. So I think that's just more so the straight stereotype that oh well, you act like a girl, you know, walk like a duck, talk like a duck, basically. But right. um, in our culture, we under we understand that. You know what I'm saying? We know the girls that want to be trans, and we know the gay boys that you just feminine today. You probably got this on tomorrow. You'll be a nigga. So um, <laughs> I just yeah. think it's just it's just from it's just for. Our kind, you know that gays are always kind of looked at less than. So, yeah. um, you know what I'm saying, or you know, throw to the side. You can't be no rapper, but you could come do a, you could come do hair, you could come do nails, and you could be the stylist or something. But you ain't finna be in the forefront, in the spotlight. In the yeah. spotlight. So you know, everybody just looking at when you turn on your TV, you see gay. Right. Um, your favorite rappers, glam squad is gay. Um, you know, so you it's it's just gay star is starting to be more normalized now. Mm. So it's like everybody like, okay, well now that we see that this is obtainable, right? I want my piece of the pie. Okay. And it's just like, um, you know what I'm saying? And that's cool. I want everybody to be if y'all wanna be famous or whatever the fuck all my gays wanna do, I want y'all to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I just want y'all to understand that You don't have to hang on me to yeah, make that happen. To make it happen, you know what I'm saying? I ain't picked myself for this. It was like I was chosen. So we just it's like, about you know the, what I'm saying? The That's the main part about it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, once you, about once you be yourself, bro, no matter what you're doing, that shit going to work. Yeah. You so told like, yourself, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like did, I never grew up writing poems, none of that shit. I never grew up trying to be no Instagram comedian, trying to go viral. I just mm-hmm. always been um, myself. I always been Santana. Right. And so I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm the one that's at the forefront of this shit. So it's kind of like if we're trying to break a door down and me trying to kick the door down or 20 of us trying to kick the door down, the door probably going to go down with 20 of us kicking that bitch in. Yeah, but it's not going to go down if and if you motherfuckers do, are holding the handle with Yeah, it you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it's just like I just want them to kind of understand that sometimes instead of looking at me like, oh, that bitch think he all that or, you know, or he's blah, doing blah, too blah. much or he's doing too much. We like, you know what? Nah, Santana, we fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate we gotta help you. you. Do more. We got to like, help you do more so you yeah. create more opportunities for us. Mm-hmm. My first music video I did full of gays and trans girls. Okay. All my music videos, rather, I always include gays. My last video, Walk, gays. Like, I all, here we go, gays. I always include them. Yeah. So I'm like, y'all don't even have no reason to have no ill feelings because it ain't right. like 
Um, I don't get around people and try to act like I hate gays or I hate my culture right. or I hate my community. I'm never like that. I'm always advocating for us, if anything. So help me help right. you. Right. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, speaking a bit like just being yourself, what's your thoughts on gay people who don't come out the closet per se? Like, that's just trying to hide the fact. That um, my thing is to be yourself. Um, that's gonna get you uh, the furthest in life. I feel like just being you. Me personally, if you don't want to come out the closet, that's your business. Because I feel like all of us have experience. When I came out as gay, I didn't get to tell. I didn't get to tell my parents or my family. Somebody else told for me. Mm-hmm. So I know how that feel. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, everybody is comfortable with whatever, live their own lifestyle. Um, I just know it feel damn sure better waking up every morning living in your fucking truth. Mm. Not having to hide shit mm-hmm. for nobody. Not having to act a certain type of way or put on a put on a, a facade or anything. You feel good when you wake up like it's like a weight off your shoulders. So you think the niggas who doing that, they really stress Hell yeah, you stressing. Because it's like, you know, you really want to... Who? It's just like when you go to jail. When you go to jail, you be in control. You ain't you ain't living freely. Mm, that's, a, that's a good analogy. You ain't living that's freely when analogy. you locked up. Yeah. So it's like you... Fuck, man. Then when you get out in the bars, you like, whew. Sweat off my shoulders, bitch. I'm outside. I'm free. <laughs> I do what I want to do. It's yeah. the same thing. It's the same way. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, or just even niggas feeling like they homeboys might say. Just being able to cheer around your niggas free without no stereotype or without, you know what I'm saying? No niggas, you know what I'm saying? Looking at you sideways. That could be a sense of freedom for them. You know what I'm saying? I know me being me, I'm able, I ha- I got a lot of um, different niggas that fuck with me and I could go around them freely. I ain't thinking, I ain't looking at you sideways, you ain't looking at me sideways. Nobody ain't on no funny shit. We just chilling right. versus me feeling like um, I got to go around 
boys and okay, I'm finna go to this interview. It's niggas in that um interview with me, so I need to kinda act tough or like mask. Yeah, that's what I was quiet. gonna ask you. Like, what's your what's your take on like niggas like that or the quote unquote download niggas that portray this image, this tough guy, they still fuck girls, they still do all this shit, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, behind closed doors, they are full on, all the way out, straight gay. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't, I personally feel like, I feel like that's some coward shit because mm-hmm. it's just like at the end of the day, you doing this over here, but you're not telling these people, especially like the women that you're dealing with, yeah. like what's going on and like you're not giving them an opportunity to have a choice in the matter and a choice in the a decision. I don't think, I don't think that niggas like that be straight gay. They still be fucking hoes because they still attracted to hoes. They still like hoes too. But um, at at the end of the day, it's just like just be one hundred. I done seen I done, I done seen niggas that some motherfucking player that bitches know that they fuck with niggas too, and the hoes still don't care. Dang. I done been beefing with niggas, baby mamas. I'm like, you is openly beefing with me about this nigga, so that means that you know what's up with him. Yeah, and I ain't coming off him. Damn, shorty, my bad. <laughs> Damn. So that's why I'm like, all you gotta do is be your fucking self. If somebody yeah. fought with you, so she riding out with him. Shorty told me, bitch, I need to know my place. I'm like, what the heck? I'm thinking that's gonna you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. for me, like you gonna go. And I was like, who? I ain't coming off my nigga. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you, just, if you, just, if you be yourself, <laughs> people gonna. If somebody really fought with you, they gonna fuck with you for you. You know what I'm saying? Regardless. Yeah. So I done seen that uh, one too many motherfucking a million times. times yeah. That a girl know what's up with her baby daddy or know what's up with the nigga or the whole city know what time bro on and the whole still fuck with them. I done seen that shit a thousand times in the streets. It's not foreign. Yeah. And just do you. Be yourself. That's the only way. I done seen niggas get outed and you, and they homeboys still hang with them. After that. I done seen that shit too. All the no, time. Yeah. You know your you know your partner. Whatever. You still with, bro. <laughs> so leave people the fuck alone. That's really why niggas be... That's really why niggas be... Because they be feeling like what the homeboys going to say or how people going to look at them. Yeah. I done seen niggas get sprayed on Facebook, all that shit, the gay upload, the text message. And I don't like to get into that message. I've never been that kind of gay, but I understand where the gays be coming from because... You know, you have a relationship, you know what I'm saying, with these niggas. Oh, stop and lying to these yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have a relationship yeah. with these yeah. niggas, and yeah. then we in the oh, club. Relationship, like a real relationship. I'm saying, like, just even a relationship, whether you putting a nigga, whether he went to jail, you put money on his books, whatever the fuck the case was, whether y'all got y'all relationships fucking at around, home, whatever, fucking like, whatever. Yeah. It's like, damn, I'm fucking with this nigga. Then we get to the club, and I try to walk up to him and be like, what's up? I like, mean, get out. Ooh, bitch, who got your face? So that's why I never got into that shit. And I'm like, you know what? Me and you won't have a problem. So I had, that was shit that I thought was cute when I was like 18 and shit. When I was what? a young gay, I don't do even it? play that shit. With down, do but down low niggas, I don't got nothing for you. Like, I don't got nothing for you unless you got some motherfucking money because I already just know how that shit go. Yeah. It hurts your feelings when you think you're fucking yeah. with nigga and you get in the club. He's like, man, bro, you better move. Me? You want from, to- from last night? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay. you know what I'm We saying? go together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? I done seen that shit before, you know what I'm saying? And I know how yeah. I feel, but I also yeah. seen them same niggas done, probably got sprayed or something, and they baby mamas or bitches still like, oh, well, I don't know. He said he ain't so, whatever. So, that's why I'm like, you know, just when you be yourself, it's you just, you, you it both, is what it it's is. you free. Yeah. Them facts. Yeah, those are big facts. One of my ex, my my ex boyfriend got like two kids. Baby mama still fuck with him. He just recently got into some shit with um the new bitch he fucking with. She was like, I don't care, you a punk, you my punk. I was like, see, bitches don't be kidding. Yeah, mm. that's that's crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm. Some, I mean, you have might have some people. You might you might not be like, hey, hey bro, I go both ways. I don't want to deal with it. But yeah, some it's a lot of bitches that don't care. They still be like, I'm fucking with that nigga. So that's why I say I just feel like, you know what I'm saying, you just feel better. You just wake up feeling better when, you know what I'm saying, you ain't got no chip on you. You ain't gotta hide. You ain't gotta hide shit. You ain't gotta worry about getting caught up. You ain't gotta worry about nobody recording you on the phone, screenshotting your text messages. Yeah, like I'm me, bitch. Take it or leave it. Take a picture of you while you sleep. We in there, I done seen all that. Damn. Did you lose friends or loved ones when you came out? Like, did did you did you did you lose some or did did a lot start kind of acting funny with you? Um, I ain't losing. I think the biggest thing I um I did was me and my mama. 
Um, and I would have thought that it would have been me and my dad. Uh, but I feel like, I think from my dad's point of view, why he was like kind of a little just less harsh than my mama was is because... Like more understanding. Yeah. Um, my daddy raised me. So, um, well, I got two daddies. My biological daddy is locked up. He um, he don't get out until I'm like 35. He been gone since I was seven. Um... Well, he called his big sentence when I was seven, and then um, my other dad. I don't. I don't call him my stepdad because that's not that. Um, my other dad. My my so my dad was a was a drug dealer, so he was always in and out of jail. So my mama started talking to my other daddy when I was about two. Mm-hmm. So I knew both of my daddies my whole life growing up. My yeah. biological dad got his um, his uh, twenty six years and three months when I was seven. Okay. So you know what I'm saying. Um, my other daddy raised me basically, and he right. was a he was a celebrity bodyguard when uh-huh. I was a kid. So I grew up meeting famous people. This around the time, um, Fifty Cent was big. Get Richard Die Trying. This around uh-huh. the time, Jim Jones was um, balling. This yeah. around all that time. So by my daddy being a bodyguard, my daddy was tough. Mm-hmm. Like my daddy was mean. His name was Monster. So that was like his security name. So it's like um, my daddy raised me like. Tough. I never grew up fighting girls. I never fought no girl in my life. I always fought boys. Somebody bullied me on the park. I go, hey, daddy. My daddy come outside. Hey, go get your daddy. Y'all come back. We finna handle this. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I think for my dad, it was more so like, you know, you kind of see that on on your on your child yeah, as they yeah. growing up. You know if your child, if you know what I'm saying, if, mm-hmm. if it's giving me, he might be gay or they might be a gay girl <laughs> or if your child going to be soft or whatever. Like, you going to see it. Yeah. So I think for my daddy it was like I um I I was raised like a boy. Right. I played football, I played basketball, I fought number boys, I beat up number boys. So I think my daddy was more so like, all right, you you gay, but you ain't no hoe. Period. 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 I know that. Period. I ain't raised you like that, so Period. you could go, you could go do whatever. Cause yeah. I grew up fighting in high school. Come home, daddy, like you beat him. I'm like, yeah, whoop that nigga ass. Like, don't me. like, all right. So you know, I, th- I feel like he kind of was like, shit, you might be gay. I already kind of seen that coming, but you ain't no pussy ass nigga. Like, yeah, 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 yeah We yeah, ain't yeah. going there. So I think for him, that he was kind of like, it is what it is. Crazy. I think for my mama, my mama was more so like, uh. She didn't understand because she like, okay, because when I had... Is she a church person? Yeah. Well, now my mama is my mama a pastor. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Plot twist. So, right. My mama, my mama (laughs) a pastor. We always grew up in the church, but she really like converted her life over um, to God completely. Um, Probably around, I think, 2014, between like 13 and 14. Okay. Um, It might have been before that, honestly. Might be, maybe between like... 12, 2012 ish. But um for her, I think it was when I came out, I came out at 17, but when I came out, I came out flamboyant as hell. Like Okay. I was I, I started wearing makeup, um, wearing my nails. I just was girly because now it's like, like I said, since it's a being free. Right, right. So I was already at home playing the makeup, wiping that shit off before she got home. Right. Putting on girl clothes, hiding that shit in my closet. Right. And so now when I came out to the world, it was kind of like, I was like, shit, you know what I'm saying? Bitch, I'm finna get out there, man. Yeah, like, I'm outside. I'm, I'm, I'm outside, basically. Yeah. So I think my mama was like, okay, is you, do you want to be like trans? Did she is, feel like, did she feel like in some kind of way it was her fault? I don't ever think she thought it was so far. I just thought my mama thought, okay, you could be gay, but why you can't be a boy? Or basically, you could be yeah. gay, but why you just can't look regular. Like a nigga. Like a nigga and just look regular. I was like, yeah. what the fuck I want to do? And so, um, I think, you know, just as time grew, and she just grown, grown to, um, you know what I'm saying, love, uh, just experience different things and see different things. Like, even in the gay world, you know what I'm saying, we got gay parents. So that's my gay mama right there. When it was okay. a t- it was a time where I was gay and my mama just didn't know what to do. She like I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Probably a sense of yeah, yeah, is yeah. it my fault? What like, the fuck did I, I did go wrong? wrong? Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying? Shit like yeah. that. You know we have a fam- we have families. You know what I'm saying? In the gay world. So my gay mama, she a biological woman or whatever. But you know she was able to just kind of take me in and just mold me when my mama, you know what I'm saying, couldn't. And um, I think once my mama just kind of wrapped her head around it, we like this. My mama talked just like me. She called my phone. What's tea? 
Like, I'm like, what's <laughs> team my name at the radio station? I can talk to yeah, all about yeah. niggas. I still be respectful because that's my mama. Right. But you know what I'm saying? We like this. I remember when I used to do makeup, she used to be like, you like a monkey. That's You ain't supposed to have one on makeup. Why you got on all that? Now she called me like, you can do my makeup when you come on. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, now I'm the goat around this bitch. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Basically, now nah, me and my mama, we like this. I just think it was like you said, probably with just shock. her being a woman, that initial yeah. shock and her just being like, damn, like what I did, that my son, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like this. Now you can't, my mama, we go, she invite me to church. She, we, she walk in church. Her head to the ceiling. I got my nails done. I, That's all I don't right. wear like probably makeup and I don't wear certain things just because it's church. So I try to be respectful. Right. But like I said, I'm Santana in every setting. So I'm not going to take off my nails because I got to go to church with my mama. I ain't going to do all that. But and you know what I'm saying? You have to go do all that to get a yeah. done again. But when I go, again. like my mom walk in, like I walk in church, I might just have on like, you know, a little button up, some little just regular church shit. Nails on my little purse. She like, come on, come sit on the front row by your mama. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? My mom really fuck with me. Yeah. So I hard. think it was just I think it was just the initial shock of it, but nah, now nah, that's my girl. We tight. That's all right. That's Tell all us a little right. bit. Because I grew up a mama's boy. Yeah. Okay. So. Tell us a little bit about the tour you got coming up with Lotto, and you got your project out. Keep it playing. So the tour we start tour March eighteenth. It's the nineteenth. What's the eighteenth? It's the updated player. I could swear this thing said the nineteenth. Santa Cruz. It's the nineteenth. Johnny, you tripping? Take them glasses out. <laughs> that's the first. That's the f- that's that's your first tour though, right? Yeah. Okay. What did I say right there? The nineteenth. Nineteenth, Johnny. No, it's okay, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what's the name? Yeah, this my first. This my first tour. Um, so it's 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 a uh, bittersweet. It's exciting. I'm nervous. What's your stage set gonna be like? Um, I think. I I was gonna get backup dancers, but I don't think I'm gonna do that. Um, I like I like to more so perform. Um, I get active with the crowd. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, and my best friend coming on tour with me, um, Mitch Haposition, um, he normally performs with me. Okay. So um, Mitch is like um, Mitch is just always turned the fuck up. Um, I think he might fucking crowd surf. I need to talk to him about it. Um, yeah, so I think I think we just gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? Just give him our organic Santana show because a lot of okay. a lot of you know I think by this being my first tour, I think a lot of people just expecting. You know, people look at me like I'm their best friend or their cousin or they know me from somewhere. And I yeah, be, like you're related. I get offended sometimes when people see me and I be like, the fuck, who is you? They be like, I'm sorry, I just feel like you're my best friend. I just love you so much. So I just yeah. feel like I want to get them that, you know, that orga- uh, uh, authentic, organic, a little bit of hood ratchet kind of, you know what okay. I'm saying, Santana show before I just go straight commercial on them. Um, yeah, and have skyscrapers in the background. Yeah, the, the dancers and the costumes, it just give me, like, you know, kind of commercial. I think would this be my first thing, I still want to give, because I'm going to a lot of new cities. Right. So I still want to give them, um, some of them the experience of never seeing Santana, because I always only performed at clubs. Right. Or right. either when I did uh, Rolling Loud or I did um, Rap Caviar with Meg The Stallion. But other than that, um, normally me, me and Mitch perform all my songs together. Okay. I call people out the crowd, let them get up there okay. and come dance with me. So I think I just want to give them that. And like engage with them. Engage with them and just okay. give them a real raw Santana show. Okay. And then maybe next tour, probably by the time I do my next tour, I had the dancers and the costumes and, okay. you know, all that shit. We going to speak that but, into fruition. You know what I'm saying? But I think for this being my first tour, I just want to give them a Santana show they've never seen before. A lot of these people... Um, you know, I ain't never seen me, so right. I want to, you know, introduce them to a good ass show. Cool, most definitely. Big shouts out to Saucy Santana pulling up the big no, facts. We appreciate, we appreciate you. you. Up, Check out his project online. Being yourself, man. We respect yeah. that on big facts. See that I'm saying? Nah, for sure. Niggas respect you yourself. Nah, for real. You yourself, like you know, say so I just feel like you go farther with that shit. For sure. Triple yeah. Salute. You're listening to Big Facts with Big Bank and DJ Scream. Follow Big Facts on social media at Big Facts Pod. Big Bang and DJ Scream bring you Big Bang. Hey, man, it's all the way up. Ladies and gentlemen. That merch in. Yes. Yeah, that's right. www.bigfactspod.com. Yeah. With the real ones one time. Y'all come get y'all some of this merch, man. Bigfactspod.com. Let's get it. Get that merch right now. Shop with us. It's all the way up. Big Fat Merch. It's going down. Visit the new website today. www.bigfactspod.com. Visit now.
The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.